Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax, and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hello and happy Friday. Today we are tackling an issue that comes up a lot in the freelance world, and that is the question of, should you have a niche? Is it better to specialize in one particular thing or to be a generalist, like a Jack or Jill of all trades? Is choosing a niche overrated or underrated? Now, some people swear by specializing, while others think it's better to keep your options open. And in truth, there are are probably pros and cons to both. This week, I did a quick poll on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you to everybody who participated to see whether people think choosing a niche is overrated or underrated. And the results were pretty evenly split. I think slightly more people were leaning towards specialising. But it seems like there were some misunderstandings about niching, so that's what we're talking about today. First up, let's be clear about what we mean when we talk about specialising or having a niche. To me, this is about building your business and services to serve a particular industry or a type of client or to offer a specific type of project or service. It's really a way of narrowing down your services to be an expert in something so that you're known for something. And you can slice that a million different ways, which we'll get into in a moment. But why might you do this? There are a few reasons I think people want to choose a niche. First of all, you become more of an expert. You hone your skills in that area, you understand the client's needs, the industry trends and jargon that they might be using or trying to avoid. So you can give your clients a more tailored service, you can deliver better results and you can probably do that faster too. Your expertise is going to be more highly valued by your clients and you're less likely to be seen as a hired help. You're more likely to be seen as a consultant that they bring in to solve a particular problem. And that's all about building trust. So here's an example that I quite often like to give when I'm talking about niching. If you needed open heart surgery, bear with me, you'd probably want an expert heart surgeon doing that, right? You would want someone who's done it a million times before, who's got a good track record, who's got previous uh, patients who can attest to their skills. You probably wouldn't want a GP who's willing to give it a shot and figure it out as they go because they did something similar a few years back. No offence to GPs. So yeah, it's a way to differentiate yourself from everyone else. And having that competitive edge is not only better for your clients, but it's also a really great marketing tool. It's much easier to showcase your relevant work and results, and it's easier to build your reputation for a particular area of expertise. I think that makes it easier for people to talk about you and refer you for projects. You become the go-to person for that thing. I've put effort into being known as a health copywriter so that if anyone asks you, if you know, dear listener, who might be interested in taking on a health copywriting project, I hope that you would immediately think of me. Even if you know loads of generalists who would do a great job, I want to be the first person you think of. That's the whole strategy. Niching makes it easier to build your authority and easier for people to remember you. So 
I don't know about you, but I'm in a lot of different Slack channels and there are quite often uh, different project opportunities coming up. And it's so much easier if people just tag you in the opportunities because they think of you for that project rather than you having to pop up in the comments every time a job comes up saying, I can do that, I can do that. So yeah, it's it's great for your clients and it's a much better marketing tool than you having to do the outreach all the time. It just makes running your business a lot easier. You know what you do, it's easier to market yourself and your processes for running your projects will be smoother because you're not having to start from scratch each time and thinking, oh, how do I do this again? It's a while since I've done this kind of project. You don't feel like you're in competition with other freelancers who are in the same kind of um, generalist industry as you. And so I'm just generally a, a big proponent of making freelancing feel easy And to me, niching is one big way to do that. And of course, all of that usually means that you can charge a premium and make more money because people pay for expertise, don't they? So that all sounds great, right? Why might some people choose not to do this? Well, being a generalist means that you can be more flexible in the projects you choose. I think that's really the main attraction in keeping your options open. You can bring insights from different industries and clients and you can kind of bring a a fresh pair of eyes to each project. And there's a huge advantage in that too. So some freelancers say that they prefer to stay open to different opportunities and choosing a niche would mean closing off options that they don't really want to do. So that makes sense too. So you might be put off choosing a niche because you think you'll get bored doing the same thing all the time. Maybe you enjoy learning new stuff and you crave that choice and flexibility, which after all is a big reason why many of us start freelancing in the first place, isn't it? But that's also where I think this misunderstanding comes in. So from the comments on the poll, a lot of people tend to assume that niching just means choosing an industry to focus on. So if you're a freelance writer, niching might be assumed to mean that you specialize in health or e-commerce or finance or pet stores or whatever it is. And some people, rightly enough, say they can't choose a niche because they don't want to write about one thing all the time or they're not just interested in one thing. Well, I hope you do have a lot of interest. Um, That's not really what niching is about in my view. Niching by topic is just one way to do it. Yes, you can specialise by industry, which is what I do, but you can also specialise by the type of project or the service that you offer too. So as a copywriter, that might be website copywriting or SEO copywriting or case studies or direct response or white papers or email marketing. Could be a particular tone of voice that you write in. The list is really endless. You might specialize by the type of client. So that could be working with B2B brands with an annual turnover of at least $50 million or solopreneurs or coaches or Uh, companies with between 5 and 20 employees or maybe it's organisations that are based in a particular geographical location. It really could be anything. It might also include the personality or values that you share with the client. You might only want to work with clients that love to be controversial or maybe you want to limit your clients to those that value sustainability. You might be known for a particular style. So If you were a designer, you might specialise in Art Nouveau illustrations or bold prints or a particular um, approach to typography or American kitsch. Maybe you focus on logos or branding or ads. 
maybe you're known for using a particular software or maybe your niche is about the way that you walk clients through the process in a nice easy way so it could really be any of those things and you can combine these niches into even more focused areas of expertise so let's say go to go back to the copywriting example because that's what I know best you might focus on email marketing for food related e-commerce companies Do you see, it could be any combination of the type of client and the industry and the type of service, really whatever you like. And equally, you can expand it out and go in the opposite direction. So let's say that you are a fintech marketer. Your clients will value your expertise in that niche industry and understanding the current regulations and new developments. But you can also make their life easier if you can solve multiple problems for them at once. So that's bringing in the generalist side of things. So maybe you would write their website and then build in a content marketing and social media strategy. And maybe you also have expertise in Facebook ads. So you can apply a generalist skill set in a way that can be a real advantage when it comes to serving your clients in a particular area. There are a few considerations though. You need to be sure that there's a decent market for the niche that you choose. You know, there's no point if you decide to offer a particular service and nobody wants it. You need to be sure that you can deliver those services to that market. So again, there would be no point saying I'm going to do X, Y, Z service if that's actually not something that you can do to a very high standard. And you need to be sure that you'll enjoy it enough to make it the focus of your work because it is something that you are going to have to talk about a lot. So all that said, let's say if you're sold on the idea of having a niche, how do you figure out what exactly your niche should be? As you may have gathered by now, I'm strongly in favour of niching. So I thought it might be helpful if I just kind of talk through how I figured out my niche and how it works for me now. So for me, starting out as a new freelance copywriter, I didn't have a lot of samples or previous projects to demonstrate my ability to get results when I spoke to new clients. And and you might be in that position too if you're just starting out. People ask, what have you done before? And maybe you don't really have many samples yet. And that's fine. Nobody does at the beginning. If I said I was a generalist, it would be really hard for me to stand out and make a strong case for why anyone should hire me. But I could draw on my previous experience and position myself as an expert in the health industry from day one because I did have expertise in healthcare. I had 10 years in government, which was mostly in public health. I had a master's in health policy and I had personal experience of health challenges and an interest in health and fitness that meant that I could speak with confidence about the health industry from various angles. So rather than focusing on my copywriting expertise, which of course I was building up at the same time, doing lots of training and courses, really I was emphasising my expertise in health and understanding the different issues and concerns that my clients had. I also had experience of big comms campaigns and behaviour change and an insider view of public sector policy making which was relevant to healthcare brands who might want to influence the decision makers. So it was also about understanding my client's target audience too. So really that made more sense for me to lean into that area of expertise to command reasonable fees at the beginning rather than starting out as a generalist without a portfolio at that point. And that's worked really well for me. I definitely don't get bored. (laughs) I know a lot of people worry that they're going to end up writing about the same thing all the time, but I interpret health very broadly. For example, this week I've been working on a white paper on 
cancer diagnostics in the UK and a website for a fitness company in Saudi Arabia. So it's not boring. There's loads of variety. And I don't feel like I'm being pigeonholed. Interestingly, I find that clients often appreciate the fact that I have a stake in the ground. So even if it's not their area, I often have people say, I know you focus on health, but can you do this other thing? And I think it pays to be seen as an expert in something rather than just being seen as willing to take whatever you can get. And to address the original misunderstanding, nobody says you can't do work outside your niche. So I do non-health projects all the time. A few months ago, I was working on a language learning website and I regularly write for third sector organisations in Edinburgh through my own kind of personal contacts. So that helps keep things varied and fresh too. I think it's natural as freelancers, we often want to be helpful and we don't want to say no to people. And especially, you know, in the current circumstances with the pandemic or maybe our particular financial situation means it feels kind of uncomfortable to say no to paying work that comes our way. So we're always kind of um, programmed to say yes. But having a specialism doesn't mean that you you have to say no to those other things. You know, this is your business. You get to decide. You can have more than one niche and your niche can change over time. There really are no rules when it comes to this. So let's recap some of the things that you might consider when you're choosing your niche. You probably want to consider your expertise, your experience and your interests. So you could start by listing all the projects that you've done recently and trying to see if there is a common thread between the projects that you enjoy and the ones that you can get the best results for for your clients and the ones that pay a decent fee. What are your clients looking for? What can clients pay? And then when you start to narrow it down, you might then think about Will you enjoy doing this kind of project on a regular basis? Can you do it to a high standard on a regular basis? Can you comfortably position yourself as an expert? So do you have the social proof or the qualifications or whatever it is to position yourself as the expert? And then you want to think about, is there demand for that niche, for that specialism that you could offer? And to figure that out, you might speak to others in your industry about what they're doing and find out what's working. You could speak to your clients about what they're investing in and what's a priority for them in the coming year. And pay attention to what's on social media and what conversations people are having about what they say they need and what's becoming a challenge for them, what they're going to be investing in over the next wee while. And by all means, test the water in a few areas and narrow it down as you go. Sometimes a niche will find you and you'll just kind of find over time that people come to you with similar sorts of projects and you can pay attention to that and then maybe play that up if it's something that you want to do more of uh, or equally maybe rethink what projects you talk about and what kind of topics you're talking about so that people start to associate you with the kind of projects that you want to be doing. You know, if you keep showing case studies um, and sharing examples of previous work in a particular area, if that's not the kind of work you want more of, then you maybe want to rethink that and emphasise the kind of work you do want to be doing. Hopefully that's given you a bit of food for thought and some great reasons to specialise, but you shouldn't be specialising for the sake of it. I've done this because it works for me and my business and there are lots of advantages to specialising, but equally there are plenty of reasons to keep your options open if that suits you better. I was listening to somebody talking recently, I'm sorry I've forgotten who it is, but I will try and remember and put it in the show notes. This person was talking about how as business owners, we're not just aiming to operate in our zone of genius, we have to think about our zone of joy too. And I know that sounds a little bit woo-woo, but you should be choosing something that you're excited to talk about on a regular basis. We need to find that sweet spot between 
what we want to do, what's realistic from a market perspective, and what our clients need. And episode three of the podcast, which was on freelancer client fit, might help you figure that out too. So do go and give that a listen if you're interested in digging into this in a bit more detail. So that's all for today. Have I changed your mind about choosing a niche? Are you going to narrow down your services? Let me know what you think about niching and specialising. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks and until next time, happy freelancing!